welcome to our August Club Update on the Nairn County Podcast, brought to you by our digital sponsor Top Car Inverness and main club sponsor Murray Travel. I'm Michael Bockel and I'm joined again by our Director of Football, Graeme McLeod. We have a fair bit to catch up on, Graeme. The new season is underway, two draws so far in the league against Banks of D, uh, Banks OD sorry, and Rothis. What's the mood in the camp been following the start we've had? Yeah, fairly positive, Michael. Two challenging fixtures. Um, I think everybody expected Banks D to come in and, and be a strong challenger in the league. Um, obviously, there's all the uh, the added extras that go with going away to someone when uh, it's their first game after promotion. Uh, so a particularly challenging um, fixture for us to open the season with uh, a couple of weeks back there. Um, obviously, we went there in the Scottish Cup last season and um, were comprehensively beaten um, in that tie. So, um, yeah, that showed you kind of exactly what all you need to know about Banks of D and how strong they'll be um, in the league. Um, and obviously, they won the two Aberdeenshire Cup competitions as well. So, uh, overall, pleased to have gone there and, and taken a point in the end. Um, one of those games where, you know, we had a chance, a really, really good chance to win it at the end as well. So, you're you're thinking to yourself, if, if, if 100% of everything goes your way on the day, you would have won the game. But, you know, football doesn't work like that. So I suppose we've got to be uh, satisfied with a point in the end. And then follow that up with a home fixture against Rothis. Um, Rothis have uh, um, assembled a really strong squad there over the last sort of three or four years. Uh, finished fifth in the league last year, obviously won the North Cup and the Highland Cup the year before that. So that tells you all about their credentials. Um, again, um, a, a point's a, a positive result for us from that fixture um, but if we'd have taken the chances that came our way um, it could have been all three but then of course Rothis will go away saying exactly the same thing because um, you know we had our goalkeeper in defence to thank for, for not conceding um, conceding any further goals at times in that fixture so um, so yeah the, the mood in the car is positive um, two, two decent results to, to start the season um, and, and sitting on two points it is kind of strange because you know you, you could have lost one and won the other and been a point better off um, and you would have been disappointed to, to lose the game that you lost but we're sitting here uh, a point worse off if we had we been in that case uh, but you know quite satisfied with our work and the uh, the opening on two fixtures and looking forward to the rest of the challenges to come in August with uh, a great deal of positivity Obviously, a lot of work went into the pre-season and there were some good wins and there were some tough defeats in that pre-season. What was the feeling with how it went overall? Yeah, it was really uh, satisfying. Um, I wouldn't read anything into the results, really. Um, we take on certain fixtures at uh, certain points to achieve a certain outcome and none of that is around uh, results. Uh, it's just about getting minutes into people's legs um, at appropriate points against appropriate standard of opposition. Sometimes that standard of opposition is um, is more challenging than others. Sometimes you maybe just need um, certain fixtures where you want to try new things out. You want to bud some younger players. You want to introduce players who are coming back off long-term injury. Uh, and then other fixtures, you maybe want to test yourself against a team um, from a better level a higher grade um, than yourself uh, like we had with the Washington Huskies for example um, where you just need fitness and you want to test yourself you know obviously you're going to be coming up against some strong opponents in the high league so you want to, um, to to be prepared for that and you know whatever you might 
be served up when it comes to the Scottish Cup as well. So, so yeah, it was it was good. This was only down point negative was um, for the the Clyde Bank fixture. We were let down by um, the bus company, uh, who means the Bucky cancelled our bus um, just a couple of days before, which was really disappointing, um, and we were unable to source an alternative. So, um, the players had to make their own way down to that fixture, which is far, far, far from ideal um, to have to travel such a uh, such a long distance in car shares. So, um, that wasn't wasn't great preparation but you know we we still decided to go ahead with the fixture we felt we had an obligation to Clyde Bank to to go down and and fulfill the fixture um at our own expense with um with our you know traveling up making our off traveling off our own steam um and and yeah that was um uh fulfilled and and got that one out of the way so you know, it was only a week before the the start of the season, so you know we felt we couldn't go a fortnight without kicking a ball um, prior to a challenging game, like I've just said, through at Banks indeed to start the season. So, so all in all, um, the first two results I think have shown that it's teed us up quite well. Um, the players look fit um, in games; they're coming on strong towards the end of games. I thought on Saturday um, at against Rothes we we finished really strongly. As I say, through at Banks D, we finished in particularly second half. We came on strongly, maybe under the caution at the first half, but really came out in the second half and could have won that game at the end as well. So that's encouraging, and that was always a, a telltale sign of a, a positive um, preseason. Have any targets been set amongst the staff and players for this season? Um, we also have internal targets, Mark Michael, but um, never one really to shout from the rooftops about what we want to achieve. Um, just want to uh, always improve uh, in every aspect of what we do, every aspect of our play, um, every aspect of the returns that go on the board um, in terms of the league table and uh, the progression that we make in the cup competitions. Just always looking to um, improve the, the coaching staff. Is, sorry, are always looking to improve the players individually uh, and to improve the um, the collective unit of the team as well. So, so yeah, that's the the aim of the game. Really, is to to, to just look where we were last year and um, and make sure that we're in a better position than that uh, come the end of this season. And since we were last on the podcast, there have been a couple of first-team squad updates, most notably regarding Nathan Grant and John Treasurer. Can you fill us in on these? Yeah, of course. Uh, a bit disappointing news on the John Treasurer front. So uh, John obviously uh, joined us last pre-season from Fort William. Uh, John's based in Fort William and so obviously showed a great deal of commitment to travel up to Nairn for training. When he joined us, we made it clear, you know, if you're going to be coming to, to play for us, it will be an expectation on you that you're here for training just because you live in Fort William. Um, we would still expect you to, to come up to training. So we had that discussion with John and John initially joined us. Uh, and yeah, he was um, more than happy to commit to that. Um, and the, and John, as I say, has shown a great deal of commitment to, to travel up to, to Nairn for training uh, and on game days and, and midweek games and getting back down the road at, at late at night, having to leave probably like sort of, you know, get away from work early to, to get up for training on the training nights. Uh, so yeah, a great deal of commitment from John. Um, he had um, committed to us for this season, but um, following obviously his, his, um, he recently got married in the summertime there as well. So kind of sort of changing family circumstances um, and and um, increased work commitments at his work has led to, to John not being able to um, to commit to um, 
to fulfil in his place in the squad for the forthcoming season. So John had that conversation with us just on the eve of the season started starting. I think he you know he decided to give it a go during pre season uh, to see how it went, but. Uh, it's just been too much of a struggle and too much of a strain on John's time, and we totally understand that because you know at the end of the day, family and work come first above above football at this level. So, um, fully appreciate where John's coming from, um, and you know I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank him for his service to the football club um, during his time with us, and as I say, that great deal of commitment that he showed in his time coming up and down down the road as such. Um, and the door's still open for John. Um, he's still uh, under contract with us. And should John um, have a change of heart or the circumstances allow him to to return further down the line, then you know we'll be more than happy to welcome John back into the squad. Uh, on a more positive front, though, um, we're delighted to have been able to um, to reward Nathan Grant with a, a first team contract for the very first time. Nathan's nineteen uh, year old player from Nairn who's um, come through our youth system uh, all the way through from um, from the bottom I think he's been with us for seven seasons in total he's worked his way all the way up through the various youth teams um, culminating and featuring for the reserves uh, over the last two seasons since they went into the, the North Caledonian League jo- uh, Nathan was a, a regular um, in the reserves last season and the season before uh, this season, um, he his performances were rewarded with the um, the coaches player of the year award, which he won uh, as a joint award with uh, Grant Hogg, uh, and he was also nominated for the overall uh, North Caledonian League uh, player of the year prize as well. So it's obviously performing to a high level um, at that that uh, at that level in that league, and um, and was invited to, by the manager to join the first team squad for pre season having already been involved with training with the squad for maybe three or four months uh, at the end of the season. Um, he'd been up with the first team a few times, second half of last season, um, to, to train and had been involved in, um, I think he played two fixtures for us um, last season. He came off the bench against Rothes at Christmas and um, and played the full 19 his first start against Tariff on the final day of the season. So he um, he joined the, the first team squad for a full pre-season Um and did well in the, the training before the matches and to to earn a place in the matchday squads for the pre-season friendlies um, featured in in those and did well enough to impress the manager to um, to earn a, a three-year deal with us. So that's all been signed and agreed with Nathan. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how he progresses over um, the next uh, the next three years with us, as, as I say to players at that stage. So this is really where the hard work starts. It's all... It's you know coming up to the first team and and looking like you fit in, um, when you're you know looking at to try and impress is is the easy bit really, but um, the hard bit is is continuing to hit those levels and doing enough to earn your place in the in the starting eleven. So yeah, looking forward to seeing how Nathan does over the next few years. Yeah, there'll be one to to watch. Um... Just on that squad as well, obviously Gordy McNabb picked up an injury in that Clyde Bank game, um, part of the reason why that the score ended uh, the way it did because we ended up having to play with, with 10 men. Um, and, and Fraser Dingwall also got injured uh, once a competitive action got underway. Have we any update on these guys? Yeah, a bit of a setback for Gordy. So Gordy obviously had uh, ankle problems when he was at Forest last year, didn't really play much and having been out for so long, I think he missed pretty much um, 
the second half, certainly the second half of last season, if not longer, uh, and then coming back and doing a full preseason and um, and playing in the the preseason friendly fixtures for us, it just sort of flared up again on the uh, on the Arsenal down at Clyde Bank there um, before the um, before the season started. Uh, so Gordy will be another couple of weeks away. Um, we think so. That's just you know we'll take it easy with him. Um, given the history of the the injury, we don't want to to aggravate it any further. So, um, Gordy will be given his, his time to to work himself back in. But you know, fully expect Gordy to come back, um, fitting ready to go once the injury clears up. He's a fit enough lad, and um, you know he's he's one of these guys when he's not there at training, he's in the gym, or if it's not a training night, he's in the gym. So, keeps himself in really good shape. So, uh, once the the injury. Um, subsides um, Gordy should be uh, raring to go um, for us in the next couple of weeks hopefully by the end of this month Fraser Dingwall uh, pulled his hamstring uh, against Bank City towards the end of the match it's um, it's one that's probably going to rule him out for uh, another month or so certainly I'd be very surprised if we see um, if we see Fraser back before the start of September uh, he has made good progress uh, in his recovery in the first sort of week two week and a half of since the injury um, but it's again another one where if, if we rush him back he'll just be back to square one again if he's not fully healed so we'll give Fraser the time that he needs to to get himself ready and ready to go again so yeah that's that's one as well we've also got um, Callum Howarth's um, had a calf tweak Callum's had um, 13 months out with a snapped Achilles tendon, so always likely to pick up little niggles when you come back from that sort of lengthy layoff. And as I say, having come back into train uh, and playing the games, and and maybe being ahead of schedule because again with um, with Fraser's injury, uh, that's kind of maybe expedited the uh, need for putting Callum back into the team. So, um, so yeah, that that's a, a slight issue that he's he's experiencing so we're expecting him to be back within a fortnight though uh, and Cal McLean um, has an Achilles problem which he picked up against Elgin City uh, in a North Scotland Cup match uh, last midweek so again uh, another one that's maybe going to be out for the best part of maybe the next three or four weeks so um, it's nothing it's, there's nothing long term thankfully like uh, last season but uh, but yeah it's four guys that are on the sidelines plus young Lewis Mitchell obviously as well who's uh, we're hoping to see back with the group um, the start of September after his um, after his dislocated shoulder so yeah it is it is a, a strain on the, the numbers but thankfully it's um, it's light at the end of the tunnel I suppose with uh, each player individually in terms of them getting back to, to playing again soon yeah, and obviously with that, we'll, we'll come more questions. But we've already seen some fans have been asking about new signings on social media. Anything in the pipeline? Nothing at the moment. Nothing that we can inform you of um, at the moment. Um, it has been a very sort of quiet market across the board. Uh, I don't think although you've seen a great deal of movement uh, from clubs in this area. Um, a lot of clubs have uh, retained their players um, running with bigger squads as well. Uh, I don't know whether relegation in the high league now maybe has something to do with that, but uh, players seem to be um, settled. There's very few players coming available on the market uh, at the moment, but um, yeah, we are um, we are always on the lookout for 
any players that we might feel can strengthen the squad. As I said, I think I said uh, on the podcast before, we've we do have a in terms of numbers, we're I think we're at twenty three for a first team squad, which is you know a strong in terms of numbers and depth. Um, but yeah, as I say, we've got five of those twenty three that are on the injury list at the moment, so that gives that puts a bit of a strain on the numbers. So, uh, so yeah, we are always um, always looking for. Um, are always keeping an eye and an ear out for anyone that might be available that we think could strengthen the squad on the first 11. But um, we're in the fortunate enough position that we've got a reserve squad um, underneath that as well. So, you know, I just, I, I've, I've just not long in from um, from being up to, to training to uh, have a chat with the manager and a, a few of the players have one or two things. And um, we do have three of the reserve squad up training with the first team just now. So, um, so yeah, there, we have that pool to to call upon when needed, and um, and as we've seen over the last few seasons with the the likes of um, Kieran Young and uh, Sam Gordon and um, Nathan Grant that you just spoke about there, I think um, we've seen that the uh, you know maybe there's not as much of a need to go looking for players from here, there, and everywhere would have to be some you know we we'll only take in someone that's we really feel can strengthen the group. Um, as I say, I think Sam Kieran and, and and Nathan's performance on Saturday have shown that they, they you know more than capable of, of holding their own among the group. So, um, and hopefully that there's more of that to, to come from the reserves um, and the youth teams. Well, that yeah, it's been an interesting one. I think you, you, you touched on being quite quiet for a number of clubs. Um, you you even go up a level to the likes of Elgin City, who are have. I've been struggling to recruit by all accounts, you know, having to dip into the Highland League market themselves. You've got Peter Head, who played League One football and, you know, lost a lot of players this season and, you know, still in the same sort of catchment areas, a number of Highland League sides, and, and they're struggling to, to get the numbers in, and their squad's very uh, small going in, mm-hmm. um, into the, the new season. So, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a struggle just with everything else that's going on in the world. Um, yeah, I think when a player comes on the market as well, from if a player of a certain quality comes on the market and, let's say, they're Inverness-based, then they're going to have uh, Brora, Clark, Stras Bay, ourselves, Forrest... Um, Rothis, Elgin, Bucky Thistle. Uh, you mentioned Peter Head as well. So if you know if a player is of good enough quality, then they're going to have all those options to choose from. And you know there's only um, there's only so many players to go around. So it is it is very um, it is very competitive. Um, and you know there's the financial aspect as well with some of these clubs that I've mentioned. Um, you know you see players from you know even as far as from Martin United um, bringing in players from. Uh, the Inverness area, so you know you've got really strong competition from uh, across the the Highland League region for um, players um, of a certain caliber when they become available for transfer. Yeah, before we move on, uh, we've also brought Ryan Main on board as goalkeeper coach, haven't we? How did that come about? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting story that one actually. Uh, so the survey that went out that um, that you were behind yourself, Michael. Um, so that asked the question around. Um, I think it was specifically around youth coaching, not specifically around first team coaching. Uh, in terms of the, if anybody was interested in volunteering with us, uh, and where the options was around uh, youth coaching, and and Ryan had expressed an interest in there, uh, and that then came across my desk. Um, with, as with everyone else that had expressed an interest in that regard and I mentioned it to the manager um, we were looking for a, a an under 18s coach at the time 
um, and I mentioned it to the manager in regards to to Ryan's interest. Um, and then uh, he actually said, "Well, why don't we speak to Ryan about being the goalkeeper coach?" Uh, because Ryan played as a goalkeeper for um, for Nairn St Ninian when Ronnie was the manager there previously, uh, so they know each other really well. Um, and uh, we got in touch with Ryan and invited him up for a chat and just completely jumped at the opportunity. Um, so it's good to, you know, it's a guy from Nairn who's keen to get involved in coaching, keen to um, progress his own um, his own coaching career, if you like. He's um, He's been really enthusiastic. Um, he's been jumping on all the, um, as you can imagine, with coaching, there's a lot of um, paperwork and hoops to jump through, but Ray Ryan's been... Uh, really enthusiastic about completing all the mandatory courses and um, and going through all the the needful that that allows him to become a coach and and doing all his um, goalkeeping uh, coaching um, and he's been working with the first team and the reserve team uh, goalkeepers at training uh, and they've all taken really well to him. Um, it seems to be working well. It, it gives um, it gives Ronnie that capability of working with outfield players you know there's certain exercises and drills that he's done previously that um that only involve the outfield players and the goalkeepers are left to just coach themselves but they need that um they need that presence there to to keep them going and to, to keep them striving to um to push themselves and, and ryan gives us that it's also a fresh voice as well a fresh pair of eyes um, and a different opinion for for Ronnie and, and Mike Ray as well to, to bounce off. So yeah, it's working really well, and it's good to have uh, Ryan on board and to have um, to increase the um, the numbers on the the backroom staff. So yeah, so a positive outcome uh, from the the recent fan survey. So um, delighted with that. Yeah, just just one of several people actually who have come on board and and helped the club in various different ways off the back of that survey. There is a there was a few others that expressed interest and um, if you haven't heard of us or um, it wasn't for you at the time but you expressed interest at the time or, or, or didn't feel please do get in touch because um, we're always on the lookout across the football side and non football side um, for additional numbers and support so yeah get in touch we're recording this just before the Forest game at home um, we're then away to for Martin. United on Saturday the 13th of August, followed by Devon Vale at home on Games Weekend. In the spirit of full transparency, we have tried to move that Devon Vale game to either the Friday night or at least an early kickoff on the Saturday. Due to cup games and travel um, on the Devon Vale side, we have been unsuccessful in our requests so far in moving the game, um, but we will strive to, to try and do something um, that makes the game um, work for, for as many people as we can. On the reserves front, Graham, obviously the, the reserves season actually starts in a couple of weeks. What's been happening with Stuart Finney's squad? You mentioned obviously a few players there training with the first team. What are we expecting going into this new season in the new uh, in the North Caledonian League? Yeah, so the season starts, you mentioned games day there. season starts on games day uh, with a home fixture against Thursday, I believe, yeah, on August the 20th, um, 2 p.m. kickoff at, uh, at Nairn Academy in the AstroTurf. Um, it's, um, yeah, so Stuart's had the players in for pre-season. 
Um, they've had a couple of friendlies. They've played um, Birdhead, Thistle, they've played Dufftown, and they have played Alness United. Um, so, yeah, we're always looking to, to challenge the players at that level, trying to stretch the players um, by pitting them up against teams that um, probably are from a higher level or teams that, you know, they're maybe not expected to, to win against or get results just to try and stretch them from that aspect against playing against um, against better players. Uh, they have a friendly now coming up on Saturday uh, against Inverness Athletic at uh, at North Kessick. So uh, the guys are looking forward to that. Uh, so Stuart's been um, been busy uh, pulling together a squad. Um, it's a bit of a thankless task that that reserves coach high head coach job because you're pretty much in a situation where your best player is going to be moved on every year, guaranteed. Like you know, Stuart had um, as I mentioned before, he's had Sam. Uh, Kieran and, and now Nathan um, taking off him who I think if they were to go back into the reserve squad would be among his three best players so um, so in turn, but, but for us it's about and, and for the club it's about nurturing players and, and we see that as success if the players are performing to such a level where we can move them into the high league first team squad then then that's what success is all about it's not about um, it's not about winning the North Caledonian League and, and trying to keep the best players together at that level um, to try and do that. It's about moving the best ones on when they're ready uh, and freeing up space for younger players to come in from the under-18s. Uh, and then we nurture them through that phase. Uh, and then two, three, four years down the line, hopefully they're then ready to to fly the nest if you like and move into the, the first-team squad. So, um, so he's been busy away um, pulling the squad together. He's looking at trying to bring in one or two maybe more experienced players to to help the younger ones uh, as well. Um, he's moving players through from the under-18s as well that he'd seen. You know, that, that's an ongoing piece throughout the season. It's not a case of uh, once the under-18 season finishes, he um, he takes them all and just moves them all up. It's a case of bringing them in and integrating them into the squad throughout the season. Uh, and he's been doing that. Um, and, and now they're obviously fully-fledged members of the reserve team squad uh, and he'll soon be in a position to to firm up his his squad for the season but he's looking at maybe about 19 or 20 uh, of a squad which which is kind of ideal numbers for that that level um, and then obviously with any overspill from the first team of guys that need game time we can use the reserve team for that as well so um, we're excited about the the season ahead for them as you know as we are for for all our teams um, and yeah, they're counting down now till the the start of the season, which which will be a, a fortnight on Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned the under 18s there. Um, obviously, former club captain uh, Wayne McIntosh has, has recently been appointed our new head coach of our under 18s. How's his first few weeks been going? Yeah, really good. Um, delighted that Wayne agreed to to take on the post. Uh, I think if you were to look at the under 18s coaches uh, across the the Highland League, and without sounding disrespectful to anyone else that that does that that really um, really challenging position, I think um, I don't think many of them would have be able to look back on a playing career um, that as as successful uh, as Wayne's, um, the longevity that he had at Highland League level, um, and the success and the number of trophies that he won. Um, so you know the players are really lucky to be to have someone of Wayne's caliber as their head coach, um, and um, I think Wayne's been really impressed with what he's seen from the players. Um, keeping been keeping in touch with him, I've been on to training to to catch up with him, and uh, it's all been really positive from Wayne's side, which which has been encouraging for me. Um, he's liked what he's seen, 
Um, he's been impressed with the work rate from the players, um, and he's really enthusiastic, uh, which is you know which is great and which rubs off on the players um, as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's been a positive start for Wayne. Um, he's been struggling with numbers a little bit um, time of year with you know players of that age um, have family holidays and such like that they can't get out of. So, um, so. So he's been building it up slowly. Um, there's maybe one or two places in the squad that he'd like to fill. So, uh, so he is still on the lookout for players. Um, I think he had a couple of open training sessions as well. And you know, if there's any players in that age bracket that are interested in playing, then you know they're more welcome to get in touch, and we can arrange to get them on to training um, and see if um, and see if uh, if Wayne wants to to add them to the squad. So. Uh, so yeah, it's been been really positive, and yeah, as I say, we're delighted to have um, someone of Wayne's caliber in the door. And when we had a chat with him, um, with Ronnie and I had a chat with him, and just the ideas that he had and the, his outlook on where the under 18s fit into the overall structure, I was aligned with what what we're looking to do and, and achieve. So um, so yeah, we were really um, really happy when when he agreed to to come in and, and take that post and. Um, we're looking forward to um, the start of their season, which um, I believe is the twenty first, isn't it? Or the Sunday, the twenty first, and they start with a home game um, against Bucky. Yeah, and for those maybe unaware, what what league are they playing in? So yeah, that's the Highland Youth League. So the way the the Highland um, Youth League is structured, it's um, an east and west split, um, or a north and east, as it's officially called. Um, we're in the north section. Uh, as I mentioned, we're home to Bucky uh, on the opening opening Sunday. I think that'll be as far along east as the league goes, and then um, far north as Wick. So um, there's teams such as like uh, Alnish United, Forest Mechanics, Clark, uh, Lossie Mouth, Rothis, um, etc. A couple of others in the t- in the league, um, and then they play each other throughout the season, home and away, uh, and then at the end of the season, uh, the winners of that play off against the winners of the the east section. Which is obviously all the teams from uh, around the, the Aberdeen area, um, from the Highland League, like so your Devon Vales and your Tariffs and Fraserburghs and such like. Yeah, and of course the the pathway doesn't stop at under eighteen level or, or under sixteens. Are also um, due to to be in action again um, more regularly. What's the latest with them and the under fifteens? Yeah, so the under fifteens. We'll be resuming the the Inverness Street League after the summer break. Uh, so with the school holidays, the, the Inverness Street League goes into a bit of a hibernation period over the, the summer break, uh, and then they'll be um, they'll be beginning uh, their their Inverness Street League campaign again after that starts uh, when the schools go back, uh, and then you've got the, that. All eventually, once that season concludes, um, it'll then progress into or evolve into the under-16 squad who will compete in the the Highland uh, Youth Development League, which again just runs in parallel with the under-18s league. Uh, similar sort of teams uh, in it, and that, that runs over the uh, over the winter months. Great stuff. Um, you know, as always, there are quite a few things happening off the pitch as well uh, to keep everybody updated on. If you haven't listened to last month's podcast with new chairman Mark Kelman, I highly recommend you do. Uh, it's only 10 minutes long, but it gives you a great insight into Mark's ambitions for the club and his background. Mark chaired his, his first club meeting recently, actually, as well, and there are already plenty of exciting things in the pipeline that hopefully we'll be able to update you on soon. Graham, 
we've got some new sponsor news as well, don't we? we we've got a new training wear sponsor for the season. Um, do you want to give us some info on this one? Yeah, so on the football side, on the sponsorship element, we've got um, Scott Owens, uh, so his business, S. Owens Joinery, uh, has agreed to become our training wear partner. Uh, so delighted to have Scott on board. Um, Scott's also done a fantastic amount of work at the at Station Park over the um, over the close season with our revamp of the uh, of the new lounge and um, of the the kitchen area for the pie shop as well. So uh, Scott's agreed to come on board with the um, as our new training wear partner. Uh, that's allowed us to get new branded. Um, training kit with uh, Scott's business's logo um, um, printed on the front of from uh, from Hope and Glory. So obviously our new kit uh, partner for the home and away strips. Um, and now, as I say, we've got new trainer wear from them as well. So the players are all delighted with the uh, with the kit that they've uh, that they'll be getting. So um, we'll hope to be able to um, let everyone see that as well. So it does look really really smart. Um, the kit that we've got now for for training. So, uh, I just like to say a huge thanks to Scott for agreeing to come on board as our uh, as our new training wear partner for the next uh, the next two years. Uh, and obviously, just to to say a huge thank you as well to him for all the uh, all the support and uh, and work that he did for us at, at Station Park over the close season. Yeah, it's been a great effort uh, from Scott and, and and great support for the club. We're also on the lookout um, for a travel wheel. Travel wear sponsor, aren't we? Um, can you give us a bit of detail on that one? Yeah, so we're looking for a travel wear partner to um, to sponsor our uh, tracksuits that the players wear on match days. So this is when they uh, arrive for home fixtures or when we're travelling um, to away fixtures, which obviously um, are across the, the length and breadth of the Highlands in the Grand Pion area. Um, the, the your you know if you, you come on board for us to, to do that we'll have your your company logo uh, branded on the tracksuit top and the, the t-shirt as well so um to your choosing so um and that'll be for for two seasons and can be done as a uh, as a monthly payment so uh, we're yeah we're, we're looking for someone to come on board with that and we'll you know we'll look to to tie in a deal obviously as a as a prominent sponsor to come on board um in that regard you'll obviously receive um advertising and um and hosp- you'll really be welcome into to hospitality home fixtures as well so uh, we're on the lookout for for someone to to team up with us to do that yeah um and, and it's a good time to get involved in the hospitality um, you might have seen the the recent social posts about the improvements uh, to the hospitality and we've also the creation of the players range um, which we have spoken about on the podcast before the work hasn't stopped um, there's more tweaks and additions being made and we'll hopefully be able to update you on these very soon um also uh, following on from our latest stalls at the street market we have a stand at the noon games this year uh, it's been quite a hiatus since the club uh, had a presence at the game so we're excited about this one not only will you be able to buy our new kits and, and merchandise, we'll have a fun game for you to try and, and with plenty of near County prizes on offer. Uh, so please stop by, have a chat. We look forward to seeing you. Of course, in the meantime, uh, it would be remiss of me not to plug the new kit again. So it is available um, in person from the Town Barbers uh, on the High Street as well as Station Park on match days. Um, and you can also get it online uh, uh, via Hope and Glory. 
We're also very excited to say that the New County Golf Day will be back this year. Uh, we'll be announcing details on this imminently, so, so keep an eye out on that one. We may as well f- f- follow that up with, with the 50-50 winners uh, for this month as well. So um, congratulations to, to John Wilson, who wins £150. Doc Gow, who wins £100. And Raymond McGarney, who wins £50. We're working on bringing our, our 50-50 sign-up online, so keep an eye out on that one soon as well, because uh, we will be pushing that, and it'll make, be a lot easier process for anybody that wants to play to, to sign up. And finally, congratulations to Club 1914 member Adam Harris, who won a home shirt just for being a member. And um, We'll be doing another member draw this month, so anyone who is a member or joins before games day will be in the draw to win an away shirt. Uh, so good luck with that. Visit nearncountyfc.co.uk to learn more about Club 1914 and sign up. Graham, anything else you would like to add before we finish up? Just that, well, obviously, we have our home fixture coming up, uh, Derby match against Forest Mechanics on Saturday, um, and just looking forward to hopefully a good turnout from the supporters. Um, hopefully the the weather's um, the weather's set fair, so <clears throat> uh, hopefully we can. Uh, deliver a result for the the fans uh, and again thank you very much to everyone for um, for the continued support so it doesn't go unnoticed and it is much appreciated by uh, myself the management the players and everyone else at a football club yeah echo those sentiments um, thanks again for listening to our latest roundup as always don't hesitate to reach out uh, to the club via social media or email us info at nearncountyfc.co.uk if we can help you with anything at all or you'd like to help us in any way. We'll be back once again next month with an update on what's been happening at the club.